Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Playing Mask, A New Generation. My name is Jenny. I am the founder and editor of Big Gay Nerds, and I'm also the master of ceremonies. My pronouns are she and her. Joining me today, we have Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie. Pronouns are she and they. I'm playing uh, Luke Byrne, Photon Boy. Playbook is The Innocent. Saturn. Hi, I'm Saturn. They, them. You can find my socials and stuff at mystery.systems. I'm playing the Pink Panzer, a.k.a. Pippa, a.k.a. Charlie, who's a robot catboy girl, and uh, their playbook is The Brain. Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah. She, her. I just put a mint in my mouth for some reason. (laughs) Um, Even though I knew we were about to start recording. It's relevant (laughs) to the episode's (laughs) events. Um, Yeah, pronouns she, her. Uh, I'm playing uh, Juno, the, uh, the Nova, a.k.a. Starcross. And uh, you can find me at Radio Inactivity basically everywhere. And Jonix. Hi, I'm Jonix. Pronouns they, them. I'm playing Peyton McLeod. The uh, uh, the playbook is the bull. She's she's in she's a big old mystery wrapped up in an enigma right now. <laughs> um, That's right. And she's tragically superhero nameless, which is not a new development. It's always been that it's way. It's always been now. there. I've been I've been workshopping them. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited to see. Okay. All right, then. Um, So previously, we made a big to-do out of doing some love letters to figure out how you guys would be able to tackle the big projects you have in front of you. Um, And you all rolled terribly, even worse than I expected. Um, And even if... Yeah, and, and even if you didn't have bad modifiers to your stats, they still would have been bad rolls. Um... (laughs) So um, as a result, uh, you had to be very strategic about how you were going to invest those roles uh, because they then determined uh, what kind of bad stuff would be happening to each of you uh, when you pursued your different uh, objectives. So I'm just going to, even though I just read this all out verbatim minutes ago, it will have been a week ago uh, from the perspective of our listeners. So I'm just going to go over it once more. So, Juno is scheduled for an evaluation with Asterion's board of directors, which will also feature uh, their uh, defense liaison from Aegis. Um, And so she'll be able to convince Asterion to extend her independence indefinitely, but she's going to have to cut some deals. And that's all. She's the only person without at least two problems, (laughs) specifically. Um, also, because I did cross out the uh, problem, you miss an opportunity for heroism, I'm going to have to remember to give you an opportunity for heroism. Um, meanwhile, Luke, um, Luke can track Luca down to her hideout, but she knows that you're coming and Harold is there too. Not great. Especially because you know that what she's got planned is to kill Harold. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Pate. Paige probably had the biggest new development uh, between the crew. Um, She has found out that the Immortal has an old uh, rival called Badakh, who is sort of a weird beast man, but also apparently um, has some connections to her her home, the weird little uh, Scottish island that is lost in the mists of time. Um, And he's currently in prison. and so he's going to, she's going to be able to meet with him to learn more about her origin, but the Immortal's going to try to rein her in, and Aegis is going to make a move hampering her. And then finally Pippa, 
who is the only one who did not make any moves to benefit herself. Well, actually, no. She's uh, the only the, one who was not the beneficiary of any help. Right, which probably, which you probably would have been, but you specifically signaled to us that you weren't interested in it. No, I, I, think, so, I think it's funner this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Pepe has actually set up a time and place to meet with uh, Mark 7 Lachat, the assassin cat robot, uh, but she's going to be in his crosshairs, Titantron is involved, and Aegis makes a move implicating her. So, um, we had some talk last time about, like, the exact timing of these, but I think we're going to approach these as if they're happening more or less simultaneously. Stuff can happen so that uh, you can potentially call in assists and all that, Mm -hmm. but it'll have to fit in within what we've established about all the rest. Um, I I really, by the way, I just wanted to bring this up before we get started. I really like that. It seems very, like, funny to me that all of these schedules, because like three of these things are straight up scheduled, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, except for the, the photon boy thing. These are all, and it's just very funny to me that it's like, oh, hey, I have this thing going on. Oh shit, so do I. And it's like, <laughs> oh no, we've all just got like problems rearing their ugly heads at the same time. Tuesday yeah. at one? Yeah, Tuesday at one. Weird how that That's works so out. Yeah, the Slack chat is <laughs> crazy for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like oh. all of us just like, oh shit. <laughs> there, there's like an editorial note about how Tuesday at one is like a euphemism time for some kind of hero story that ends up being taken literally, and so everyone schedules things for Tuesdays at 1 p.m. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm trying to figure out the exact order in which to do this. Um, Junos is kind of the most straightforward, so we could start there, or we could go there last, I guess. Um I guess, you know what, let's just do like a quick like overview of the situation. Um, given what you all have been presented with, how are you all approaching uh, the various dates with Destiny you've been scheduled? Uh, as we kind of talked about last episode, uh, Pippa is kind of, because Juno's given the impression that like, like probably what I think is like Juno's maybe happens a little or like slightly earlier. And she's given the impression that she was told it wasn't going to last like an insane length of time. Right. Uh, Pippa has kind of like given her, like kind of has her on speed dial. Right. And I think it's yeah. just literally looking up where the coordinates for this meetup are supposed to be while she is like, like either walking there or on the bus to get there or something like that. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it is like, it's very much like sort of a, it's like a public place, you know, it's like a corner cafe or something like that, which makes sense. He is, he is French. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So is Pippa technically, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) then um, I guess, yeah. Like how's, uh, how's Juno approaching uh, her evaluation? I think she's going to show up in costume. I think she nice. kind of wants to like get that across more than anything that like, cool. you know, her staying out is a benefit to everybody. So I think she's going to like wear the, like the full costume and gotcha. like just show up and be like, okay, let's just, let's get this over with it's <laughs> and nice. hope everything goes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess then, like uh, Luke and Pate. Pate's been very, uh, very quiet um, about her situation, uh, and I think she is basically just along for the ride as they as they go to wherever Badak is being uh, imprisoned. 
Okay. Um, sort of lost in thought. Gotcha. All right. So Luke has, I assume, the uh, the prism the prismium, right? The prismium detector that uh, he yeah. got from Pippa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's uh, suited up for superheroing. And um, boy, that's what to do. Oh yeah, so I think what uh, Luke is going to do, since he doesn't, he is obviously not aware of the mechanics of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he just thinks, all right, I'm going to go track down Luca, and we'll have we'll have a we'll have a better heart to heart this time. So uh, he's going to dress up a little bit. He's got some like uh, he's got some like platform sneakers and jeans, and he's he's going to dress more like his uh, secret identity Kelly than uh, oh, Photon Boy. Nice. He's like okay. All right, I gotta show her that there's nothing to worry about. Then we'll be fine. So I'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Are you wearing the like the wig? Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. Even awesome. some like non-prescription glasses, like mild manner social worker Ellie Byrne. Okay. Nice. 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 Brings along a like a, a CD player, a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> it's good okay. to know that Harold's there. This is going to be a great scene. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, fuck. Now, where do I? Where do I start? Boy, I really put myself in a situation, huh? Yeah. Um, I've got. I've got to juggle all these balls now, as it were. It's been these plates. Um. Um. So I think um, we're actually going to start. Let's start with Pate because she's where we left off last time, oh, and okay, she sure. kind of still has the most to establish. So, um, so what you found out through the immortal is that um, he is uh, that Badakh is being held in. Uh, Halcyon City's sort of like primary supervillain supermax, which is called the Abyss Facility, uh, because it's fucking underwater. Uh, um, I like that. It is, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about like what it looked like, and then I real then I realized I was I was I was literally just picturing Impel Down. Um. Th- from, Hell yeah! It's cool. Fucking- <laughs> that, that's fucking cool shit. Yeah. What does what does Impel Down look like? It's, it's um, the super prison from One Piece. Uh, it's kind of like a shape like a tiered. Like I'm sorry, Terry. You know, it doesn't do anything for me. I know. Um, I'm getting a picture. Hold on. Okay. Thank you. It's a, it's wider at the bottom than it is at the top. Yeah, I actually um, remembered it looking a little different from this perspective, but uh, so it's like a, a sea ziggurat of some kind. Um, not yeah. quite, not quite. It's, it's it's almost more like a. Hold on, I'm I'm putting it in the the masks chat. Um, this is how it looks like from underwater. Oh, and the ring that's you cool. see at the top, and the ring you see at the top is like the docks. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. From, from the top, it looks just like a castle. Um, but I think the thing about uh, the thing about the abyss is that um, and I forget if this is something Impel Down did too, but um, that uh. <laughs> By 
that like most of the time the abyss facility um is actually completely submerged oh okay um and like there there is still sort of like a port but, but like it actually has to like physically raise up for people to go into it oh that's sick that's yeah. cool i like that um so like i think that what we see is that you are um let me think i think that yeah uh uh i think that the immortal has like secured one of the maybe one of the smaller like exemplar uh company cars as it were which in this case is like oh it's 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 literally just like kind of a flying car um and you're like going over the big halcyon city bay like sort of past where the um uh you know where like the boats would actually be so you're like you know you're sort of out in the water and then in the distance you see like this big circular shape start to like rise up you know there's a big wave like that goes past you and then there's like and you can see like this you know, just this big, like, very intense-looking facility that is rising up out of the water. And you can tell that there's, like, a lot more to it, uh, iceberg-style, that is remaining submerged. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, um, I imagine on the inside there's also, like, creaks and groans as it's, as it's raising. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, so... The immortal has had like a very serious expression this whole time, you know, like he's doing this sort of for your sake, but um, you can tell that he is a little bit troubled by what you've said about like, hey, this incredibly dangerous guy is connected to me somehow. And also, I don't like to talk about my past that much. Um, <laughs> so it's like it, it, he's got he's may got reason to be a little bit worried about some of this stuff. Um and I think I want, in terms of him reining you in, um, I think he says something along the lines of, like, listen, I know what it's like for have mysteries in your life and dangling threads. And I've had a lot of time to build up baggage as it were and that's something that can be easy for people to exploit and i'm not going to interrogate you about what your connection to this man may be but i am going to tell you as your mentor that we are here to talk with him and then we are going to leave, and he is going to remain in prison. Whatever he says to you, and I want you to know that what he does say may or may not be truthful, he's not exactly the most noble person I've met, it may well be world-shaking, but I don't want you to let that consume you. Don't let it guide you astray. Remember the things I've taught you. I will. 
And it uh, might not be anything like that, but it's good to be prepared mentally. <laughs> it might be totally cool, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just give, just giving you this entire talk before you like go into the bank to like deposit a check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you approach, I think like some big, like, you know, sort of bay doors open and there's like, yeah, there's like a hanger, you know? Cause like, I think this is in fact a, actually instead of a hanger, I think, um, I think there's probably like a helipad on the roof, you know? Sure. So it like surfaces like enough for you to like land the flying car and get out. And then there's like sort of like a, a hatch on like the top of a submarine, you know? Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of, uh, Aegis uh, symbols and stuff and uh, you head on in there's if I'd been give if I'd given myself more time on this I probably would have the big elaborate portrait going on but I so, think like uh, yes well uh, I'm thinking uh, in my mind's eye mm-hmm. oh I'm, yeah yeah I'm, feel free I'm kind of picturing uh, I'm, I'm picturing a, a, a like like the prisoners in here can probably feel the change in the depth, mm-hmm. like in their inner ear and stuff. And so I bet that it's actually like lots, it's almost like lockdown right now because mm-hmm. like I bet there's like guards running around because they're, yeah. they're freaking out because this is not scheduled. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like exactly. This, like, like I'm sure that they get prisoners at a, like a normal pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless something like really big is happening. And so everyone's yeah. like kind of interested in what's going on. Yeah, like exactly. Clanging on bars and you know lots of lots of like mm-hmm. little inc- in- incidents happening all over the place. I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think as you go in, there is like sort of a like it's not like code red, but it is like sort of code yellow, you know, in yeah. there. Um, and there's people hustling around. Like the place you enter is sort of like what would be considered like the offices, you know. Um, it's not like you're like immediately. You know, we crossed off the you have to go into the cell block thing. What's going to happen is you're going like, I think you get to this hallway and there's like a, like the, the warden or someone is there, um, who I don't have like a strong mental image of. Um, actually, you know what? Here's a good place to bring something in. Um, as more and more people like run by you, um, I think that a lot of them are probably like in. Like, the, the uniforms probably do have, like, you know, helmets and stuff with, like, with just, like, you know, riot masks that can drop down. But, um, so you don't notice at first, but I think uh, something that you do catch on is that, like, there are, in fact, um, a bunch of Pelagians here. There, there's Sea uh, Punks people. Oh. Um, actually, Ooh. turns out, like, a lot of them are in, appear to be working at the underwater prison. Okay. Um, and so I think, in fact, the so I think that the um, the warden is is one also, um, which maybe not would not have been the case like ten years ago or so, you know. But right. Um, and I don't have like the firmest mental image, but I feel like he's a guy who's got like some puffer fish vibes. Oh, okay, yeah. Like he's like kind of buff, but he still has like he's got like cheeks, you know, and he has sort of like a buzz cut that is like composed of tiny spines or something like that. I like it. Yeah. Um, and he like sort of, he, he walks up like, 
shakes the immortal's hand for a business-like handshake and is like, obviously this was not expected and it's not the sort of thing we like to encourage, but well, I, I think you've earned some privileges. And uh, the immortal like nods and is like very gracious, like, yes, it's uh, a little help us. I, I think that it should uh, help us resolve some ongoing situations. Classified, I you understand? Yes, yes, of course. Um, and I think like he, uh, we don't need to play through the whole thing, but like basically, you're going to be like sent to like like a like a room where you're going to be able to like be on the other side of the glass wall from him. You know? Great. Um, oh, I actually just. Oh yeah, I. Um, I think that, like, as you're being led to it, like, they explain the mechanism to you, and it's, like, there's, like, a series of rooms. Like, the room itself is, like, pretty... uh, Like, the room that the guest goes into is pretty high security, even. Um, Like, you go into a room, and there's, like, a chair, and just a big... Like, an entire... One entire wall is, like, made out of, like, super glass. And... At present, there's like nothing behind it. It's just sort of like this empty room, and you can, but you can see like sort of tracks on the walls. And what hap- and the way it works is that the prisoner's entire cell is like dislocated from where it is, and then yeah, like ferried yeah. like through like a series of like tubes and shit mm-hmm. up to up to the up to up to this room where you'll be able to meet him rather than have to risk like escorting someone around oh of course like they like i'm just imagining one of those things where they like loaded onto like an industrial size hanger and it goes on like monorails and has to Mm -hmm. spend a while moving around (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly yeah 100 percent hold on i just spilled a little bit of water i'm gonna clean that up oh my god this happens all the time in this prison (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um so Pate has a little bit of time to wait while they like get shit loaded up. Cause you know, this was, you know, this was kind of short notice. Um, so you're kind of just like, and I think like there's something set up where like initially uh, the warden is like saying, Oh, and one of our guards will be in the room with you just in case. But the immortal sort of like steps in and is like, that won't be necessary. Um, which is partially the result of you checking off um, Aegis hampering you with this. Um, oh, wait, wait. Oh, okay. oh wait, no, it, that wasn't, it was, oh, shit, okay. Um, then then forget exactly, then the opposite of what I said. Um, <laughs> like, as you're getting, as you're getting seated, uh, the warden, um, like, sort of waves in uh, one of the guards who's another Pelagian. Um, this one looks a little bit, um, you, you don't know if this designate, you don't know how significant it is, but like he does look closer to like Seapunk's general appearance in terms of being like kind of just generic pointy toothed fish, got the sort of blue gray scales. Um, sure. But like, uh, you know, uh, he, he's tall and fit and such. And um, the, and the guard is like, this, uh, 
and and the warden is like, of course, we'll also need to have one of our guards present just to make sure that you're not slipping him any secret codes or mystic incantations or something like that. Standard (laughs) procedure. Hey, nods in in agreement. Uh, You know, what's she going to be like? Oh, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be able to talk to this guy, but it won't be privately. Um. And uh, yeah, you're just and so for a while, it's actually just you and this guy waiting in this room. And I'm one like, do you just sort of like pass it in silence? Do you try and do anything or like figure or anything out in the meantime, or are you just waiting and twiddling your thumbs? Um, I think that she is she's too busy anticipating this conversation to try to do anything clever. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she she's just uh, whatever whatever it takes is is where she is right now. Okay. All right. Um, all right, then. I think then from there... Um, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, that actually makes for a good little transition because we see you sitting very awkwardly in the chair and then we uh, cut over to uh, Juno sitting very awkwardly in a chair. That makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so it is... Uh, it is similar to the last time we had a meeting like this. It's just like a big, you know... It, it's, it's just a big room, you know, mm-hmm. um, b- big old table. On the other end is uh, the CEO of Asterian Corporation, Mariam Kumar, who is sort of like a middle-aged uh, 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 South Asian person um, who, like, she's got her hair in a bun. I, I was thinking about what she'd be wearing, and I kind of wound up thinking about something that, like, is maybe a little bit too Christmassy for January, but I think maybe she got it for Christmas and was like, you know what? I can make this work mm-hmm. at other times. I really like this outfit. Mm-hmm. She's got like a, so she's got like her, her like top and skirt are sort of like a dark, like pine green. And then she has sort of like a burgundy jacket over that. Okay. So like if like you know so it it would definitely look in place in a christmas party but out of it it's not it doesn't necessarily make you think that no she's still very fashionable yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly um and there's uh like you know uh adrian um adrian is there um there's just a bunch of you know just various people who run uh, asterian who are sitting around there's like a representative of the ethics board um all of that um, and it's, you know, it's mostly just, it just suits. It's generic suits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't got to go and describe them all. Um, and I think, let's see. I imagine Agent Sage is there. But yeah, not, yeah. Agents, would not yeah. be like, because of, because of uh, things being withheld. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to like interfere with anything, but I definitely think they're present they're present yeah and they're like they get introduced at some stage i don't i don't have the firmest uh vision of agent sage but i kind of like the idea that they've got like um that both of their arms are like visibly robotic cool very cool nothing like too fancy but it's just like a modern prosthetic but that's just a little better articulated Mm -hmm. and i think um I think where we actually cut to you, you sitting and feeling awkward is actually uh, as uh, Miss Kumar is like finishing up, uh, like 
gushing about, hey, you're really big right now. Um, yeah. Talking about like it, like it's really filled me with pride to know that you like saved the city there. Um, uh, talking about how um, like people are, people are saying that you're one of like the real up and coming young heroines of this generation. Um, uh, there's probably, I think that like at some point someone had to like touch on, Hey, that was really scary. What happened up in Gorox's flagship, you know, right. with you like kind of losing it. And like people do bring up like, Oh, this is stuff that we're going to have to keep a tabs on. But I honestly think that like, the fact that you did, sh- you showed such, <laughs> ironically, the fact that it looks like you showed so much control with the with yeah. the black hole move um, just recently sort of gives evidence to like, oh, she's, you know, she's mastering her powers and all that. Um, so like that is like, you know, it's, it's something that I think is like sort of listed as like a provision, like, hey if you have another like, you know, disassociative state or whatever you are, you're heavily requested to like, you know, return to the lab for evaluation or something like that. Um, well, not evaluation consistent evaluation, but like a checkup, you know, Right. and you probably did have something like that in the meantime that we just didn't bother to look at. They just took oh, yeah, some absolutely. readings or whatever. Um, and I think that um, as you're just sort of sitting there being kind of bored and awkward about uh, this praise you're getting, uh, Ms. Kumar sort of concludes her little uh, ramble by going. And in light of this, I think that this really presents an opportunity to both yourself and to us that I don't think either of us can afford to pass up. Oh. Juno just kind of thinks like, hmm, you can't afford to pass it up, but <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to pass it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Juno will literally not be able to afford to pass it up. Exactly. Right. As if she does not have the social capital to avoid it. Right. Right. Um, uh, and so, yeah, you know, like she, there's that kind of pause where you can literally see like her thoughts processing and um, she, you know, puts her hands together and is like, well, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> hmm. Should we just start based on like the timing of the other stuff. Do you think we should cut to someone else now or like hear what she has to say before? Cause there's only compared to the others, there's only so much like Juno stuff we can necessarily yeah, pull we out. Cut to somebody we, else. Well, That's I, totally fine. Well, I'll say depending on what the specific nature of the deal is though, it might actually make more sense to hear at least the initial version now. So that like Sarah will have time during someone else's scene to think oh, about how Juno would respond to it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, she sort of she leans forward she is like all smiles and it's nothing so formal and limiting as making you say an official employee of Asterion but we think that a formal partnership would both allow us to uh, 
she gives sort of a uh, sort of a little conciliatory gesture, like, yeah, yeah, okay, it, I, I want to make money, um, <laughs> like, ca- uh, capitalize on your success, and you at the same time will have access to resources from us beyond just being your healthcare providers. Um, and with that, I think it's a good time to cut over to um, either Luke or Pippa. Who wants to go next? I guess I think Luke might have more ground to cover if I think, think about it. Sounds good to me. There, there's a, it's very realistic that we cut to Pippa and Pippa is also like already awkwardly sitting. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So, like, if you if you want to if you want to spice things up and jump to uh, Luke instead, that is a okay by me. But yeah, okay. So, Luke, you are you're 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 in Kelly mode. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your little tracker in one hand, and you are standing in front of. Um, let's see. You know what? I'm going to give a little. Um, I, I'm I'm going to give a little authorial uh, authority to you. Uh, what kind of place? Seems like a good hideout for Luca. What fits her vibe? Huh. Because my first thought was just like abandoned factory or warehouse or something. But like if something cooler uh, occurs to you, uh, like sounds better to you. So in that same vein, my first thought is like, I figure she's like near like a power transformer or something with Mm. some interference. That makes Um, sense. You know how in Snow Crash, hero protagonist like lives in a storage unit? No, but that is good. Oh, I, sorry. I forgot about that part. No, that, that, yeah. oh man. Like yeah. I figure, like I figure, she's got like some some hideouts that are just like 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 a bed and a place to put a laptop and some stuff. Just <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I like. She could that have a idea. layer of some kind, but I don't know. It seems it doesn't sound like. <laughs> Yeah, part of her deal is that she's kind of the Rolling Stone, as it were, that gathers no moss. Um, so, like, she might have like an impromptu thing set up. Um, yeah, I do like the idea of it being next to like a power station. Maybe, um, maybe it's over in Nitro. Yeah, like Kelly's looking um, around, like, hmm, I probably shouldn't just be wandering around, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. At the very least, we can establish that you're like you're in her neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, and like as you're walking around, um, you get kind of like a beep 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 thing from like the blue shift detector, um, and um, you sort of, and like you know you obviously whip around because like oh shit, Luca's somewhere nearby. But mm-hmm. uh, Harold is just standing there, uh, not like right behind you, but like half a block away from you. He's just like standing there and looking at you. Uh, and he sort of like, he's sort of like, I don't, he has kind of an inscrutable look right now. He's just kind of like looking at you, trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out what's going on. Oh boy! Luther this is a fucked up guy looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, really sweating. Me. Was like, does he, does he know it's me? Probably knows it's me, but like. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think the approach here is just like, Hey, what you doing here? Well, hopefully the same thing you're doing. If you are, uh, presently trying to track down Luca, which I thought was my job. And I (laughs) thought that you would tell me if you had any leads, but He mm-hmm. like sort of he like looks you over and he's like, "Do you think she won't be able to recognize you?" No, I kind of hope she does recognize me. Actually, um, okay. Look, I don't think we're after quite the same thing here, um, but what are you going to do when you find Luca? I'm going to do what I've been trying to do for decades, which is put her away. So she won't be able to hurt any more people. And maybe someone will be able to help her with whatever she's got going on. No, I don't think Asia's throwing her in some hole is going to help her at all, actually. Well, then the first part, at least. So yeah, no, he is he is very much here. Um, mm-hmm. Are you More going to I just want. kind? Of, yeah, are you going to just kind of like? And he is not. He's not like going off the handle at you right now. No. Nor is he like making any big moves to like try and do what he just said. I think he's mostly just trying to like gauge your reaction to things, trying to figure out what exactly you're doing. Yeah, um, it feels like so, a stare down, like Luke's like eyes are narrowed and like yeah. that's sort of the neck veins going on because like they don't want to escalate this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like this this plan went like upside down immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we're in the morning the plan stage. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, are you going to, like, try and proceed as best you can, or are you going to try and, like, deal with him first? Hmm. Let's see. Okay, I think what I want to try and do is pierce the mask, but I got to think of how I want to frame it. Okay. Okay, so what, uh, yeah... What, uh, what Kelly here is going to do is going to very sincerely go like, I don't want Luca to hurt anyone either. That's why I want you to let me take care of this. Okay. And you're going to try and pierce the mask based on his reaction to that? Yeah. Like, is he actually, like, is a reformed Luca without carceral justice an acceptable option to him, basically? Oh, Interesting question. Uh, we'll go ahead and roll. Okay. Um, plus mundane. Remember being good at that. Yes. Okay. Wrong channel. All right, but I am angry, so that cancels it out. So we got a seven. Damn, you got a six and a one, Alpha and Omega right there. Okay. <laughs> so um, on a seven to nine, ask one, what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? 
how could I get your character to blank? Or how could I gain influence over you? Uh, oh, also, just a reminder, you probably have it on your sheet, but you do have influence over Luca from the last time you did this to her. Okay, cool. Um, I guess, uh, how could I get your character to back off? Okay. Um, hmm, that is, a, that is a tough question because this is definitely something that he... Uh, actually, um, important yeah. question for me. How are we defining back off here? Is it leave or is it just step back and let you take the lead on this. At least let me like take the lead on this. Okay. I don't expect I can like get rid of him, but like I feel like his presence will make a conversation a lot harder. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Um boy, what can you do to do that? Because this is a real stubborn guy. Yeah, it can be like something I would never do. So. Right. Um <laughs> be something I'd never do. And he's just like, Luke, you have to promise me you'll vote a straight Republican on the upcoming midterm election. <laughs> Down the entire ballot. Uh, um, oh, boy. Um, could be, uh, become the next Photon Man. You could, uh... it, it's like, it's kind of like that. It's not like, it's not like he's going to directly say like, oh, to do this, you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, I think I think his response is literally just like you're being foolish. This is a good this is a good opportunity to wise up. And uh what that to translate that um the way you can convince him to uh back off is by sort of assuring him that you're going to uh that you that you're going to do this his way, I guess. <laughs> not to say like kill her or even necessarily like turn her in or whatever. But like the, the priority here is like stopping her first and like having a heart to heart with her second. Mm. You know? If if that, maybe third or fifth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um like he's willing to like let you take the lead at this stage. And then we'll see what where things go in terms of like okay, now that like Luke Luca is not a threat, what the hell do we do with her? Um, but yeah. Oh boy. And uh, we can also cut here while you think over how to how to <laughs> how to follow up on that. Sure. Okay. Um, finally, Pippa. It's so. Pippa time. Yeah, so the place, uh, it's not yet the time uh, that you have been scheduled to meet up with uh, Lashat, but it is the place, which is, um, like I said before, it's kind of, it's just like kind of a cornerside cafe in a surprisingly nice part of town. Um, have you like taken a, like a seat at one of like the outdoor tables or something like that? Uh, I think Pippa would take a seat at an indoor table. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So there's gonna have to be collateral damage when people try to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, here and here's what we get, right? Because this is actually relevant to her thinking on this. Mm-hmm. Is uh, so it's literally like she takes a seat at like I don't know. It might just be. I think she makes a point to pick like a a table that is like the tables next to it are empty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's sitting there and she's like thinking and she literally has the thought bubble of like well if mark seven's going to try to kill me where is she going to shoot me from 
<laughs> and which gun is she going to use? Uh, j- just which, to review, I'm pretty sure Mark Seven has been he him. Or excuse me, yes. I, it's, it's I, a, it, the thing is, when you play a robot catboy girl who has uh, used right, every right. single pronoun, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you do get a little uh, mixed up. But he's like, right, well, right. if he's if it's going to be for fun, he's going to use the the ballistic rifle. <laughs> Glass isn't going to do much there, but low collateral. If he do, if he's killing me for business, though, he's going to use the explosive rifle. So being behind even a little bit of material and away from other people will at least minimize the damage and it's better than getting shot by it directly if I'm just sort of standing out on the curb with my hands in my pocket and as you are like thinking this over um, someone sits down across from you on on the table sure Peppa looks up yeah it's Agent Tan oh Um, she is looking at you with like kind of a with like I think smug is a little bit too indulgent in this case, but it's the sort of like kind of rueful smile someone gets when like they have accomplished something that has been like a real fucking pain in the ass to achieve, you know, like the, hey, you know, that kind of face. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I think she just, uh, I, th- I think she just uh, says something along the lines of like, I assume you haven't developed taste for coffee? No, though I can't assume you ever have either. No, you're right. It uh, makes me jumpy. Mm. You you need help with that? Being jumpy, I mean? I think I'm going to be... I'm actually going to be a lot more relaxed uh, after today. Uh, She, like, just sort of leans forward... um, uh, looks at you like like an almost sort of serene expression and says, you're under arrest. <gasps> Is oh, that shit. right? <laughs> That's not the answer. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> I've got... Listen. It, it's been tricky to find evidence that would be sufficient to put you back in your cage. But uh, crashing your own robot sibling into your other one with a virus that you planted on us after you had been held in detention for a completely separate incident? You think you don't have fingerprints? Pippa looks at her at her hands. This <laughs> 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 bitch. And Actually, I think this is a great moment because we're going to get, I think we're continuing. I'm kind of thinking of this a little bit like a Death Note scene, honestly, uh-huh. uh, because yeah. with Pippa having this whole like 4D chess she's playing with someone who has not even shown up yet. Yeah. Is I'm going to reveal the uh, advancement I took. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, this is a very simple one. Uh, it's one of the standard ones I think every playbook has, or at least a lot of them do. It's rearrange your labels as you choose, you know, shifting up, shifting down, whatever, and then add plus one to a label. So a relatively simple one. The one that she is going to plus one is danger, which is increasing to plus three. Oh, the, yeah. the one that she is moving around, and I guess she could move around whatever, but uh, she's just going to move around the one, is that she is uh, shifting her savior down to negative one and her superior up to zero. Okay. Um, 
And she's having this thought of like, well, this is bad. But if, and then, and now she's like making completely a gamble where she's like, but if Mark seven is here to kill me, he's going to have to go through agent tan. (laughs) Yep. Mm-hmm. I like these odds. <laughs> God. And she says, well, I guess you better cuff me. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you prefer, do you, do you want me to just like stick my hands out like this? Or should I like turn around, put them behind my back? Like what's <laughs> so this one's uh, pretty, this, I, I, I don't know what, what Panther Faust is up to, but this is pretty new to me. So good. Um, I think she like, um, she actually, uh, almost, almost frustratingly, she sort of like sits back and still just kind of looks like just kind of pleased and like at ease and is like, oh, I don't exactly have the hardware to restrain you in a meaningful sense. I think we both know that. But uh, we've got our mutual friend on the way to <sighs> haul you off. Uh, I think she, actually, now that I think about it, uh, he's hauled you off at least once before. The guy in the suit. Oh. Just in case you've tried anything. And I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm surprised you haven't tried anything yet. Why would I try something? You seem... You seem very interested in just weaseling your way out of situations, is the thing. You're... I can't say that you're good at it because we caught you, but you certainly seem to have a lot of experience. And she sort of, like, looks around and... She's it's sort of an awkward situation where I think I think both of you are acting very unbothered by it. And it's slowly becoming like increasingly awkward to both of you. on that uh-huh. You're both trying to like just sort of no sell things. And she sort of like leans in and says, look, obviously, I think you're a menace. And so does the rest of the agency. But obviously taking two significant threats off the board, it's not an insignificant thing. And listen, we know that you're already looking for seven. If you can help us get our hands on him, maybe things go a little better for you. I somehow doubt that. And, like, she's, she's like, looking at you, like, raising an eyebrow. What, what do you doubt? Uh, my sincerity or your abilities? Well, you guys don't do any work as is, so why would you start now? <laughs> Okay, um, and I think that at this point, um, you just, um, like, there's, like, a weird little sort of, like, pop in your ear, and you just hear, hello. Oh, shit. And it's clear, like, over, like, it's like, it's like a radio transmission, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, 
and she she hasn't noticed it. Uh huh. Is it just uh? Is it like the normal like like direct like d- data link kind of connection they've done before, where it's just like strictly internal? I think so. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think it's. <laughs> I like the idea that it's internal, but it's like internal like audio files or whatever. Because I feel like yeah. he's got to have the accent. Uh. Pippa just uh, responds, Hey, Lashot, I'm getting arrested! Exclamation mark, <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, well. I could have warned you that uh, most countries actually do that when you murder people. Uh, you have a lot of experience with that too, I bet. Yes, of course. I don't have the best French accent, but I'm, I'm rolling. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. That's so easy, no, because again, I have to stress, like, like Char- Charles is French insofar as, like, has a French parent. They're still halcyon born and raised. I have no right. idea where the fuck Lashot got the French accent. <laughs> I think he just spent some time in Europe. Is exactly. Oh, no, God. exactly. I love that. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Any chance you wanted to tell me who's the special uh, lord or lady of your affections today? I, I think there's like a little, like a, a weird little digital audio chuckle. Um, uh, do you think that this is... Uh, this is something that I have been hired to do? Oh, I was curious. Um, and let's see. Do we think that, do you think that this is something that like is like happening while you're just kind of being silent and Agent Tan is looking at you or is like, is it happening like fast enough that like she isn't, I think for the sake of uh, splitting things up um, and because like word bubbles can take up an obscene amount of pub, uh-huh. uh, space and just have, conversations go very quickly i think that this is going like at a speed where she is not necessarily immediately questioning hey why are you being silent you know mm-hmm. exactly um there's something pippa wants to do real quick because it might be important sure. and we're also immediately open them to consequences if it doesn't go well sure thing yeah uh she's going to try and see if she can figure out where mark seven is physically positioned right now perfect um so i am going to uh assess that i guess it is literally like this might be a digital probe it might just literally her being like it sounds like a mutual powers to me yeah oh okay i'm i'm all right with that too it works that works perfectly fucking well for me (laughs) Uh, so because oh yeah you know because extend your senses too that's true right so are you doing like a radar ping or something uh, I think so. It's a little. It's it's probably it is probably like literally, uh, doing. I think it is literally trying to backtrace her communication signals. Gotcha. Okay. And like pinpoint physically where she is because it's presumably close enough that it's possible to do that. Right. Um, right. We'll say. Uh, so when you unleash your powers, overcome an obstacle, reshape environment, extend your senses, roll plus freak. Uh, So let's go there. My freak is locked in permanently at plus two. Okay. We'll see if that helps. Perma freak. Perma freak. (laughs) That's a nine. Okay. Um, So let's see. Uh, Marking condition, or I'll tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. I am going to... 
Let's see. What are my conditions here? Well, I guess you would tell me what the condition is, right? Yeah. Um. Let's mark a condition. I don't really have any of those yet. Okay, let's, then. Um, then, um... I think you should mark afraid because yeah. um, <laughs> he is not where you would expect. Um, he is not, in fact, um, like you, you do like ping. And if you could get like a perfect uh, ping on him from anywhere, this whole like chase would have been a lot more uh, quickly resolved. But I think so. I think like the answer I, I give you is like, um, he is not, in fact, close enough to have a beat on you. Um, huh. And I think uh, this is a good time to jump over to someone else. Probably Pate. Um, this might be kind of a long episode. I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's, let's okay. just run it long. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. So, Pate, um, you are sitting in the sort of... You're, you're sitting in, like, the, 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 the little... Whatever you'd call it. The meeting room or something. You're in, like, a shitty little folding chair... Um, actually it's probably not a folding chair because like that would be easy to like pick up and bash someone with, you know, it's probably bolted into the floor. Um, not that that would be hard for her, but still, yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah. You got to at least make it, make her work for it. Yeah. yeah um, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. Um, and I also, I think the guard probably has like a, like some kind of like pulse rifle or something, you know? Um, yeah, something that looks very intimidating probably. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> it. When I said pulse rifle, honestly, the first thing I thought of was the the pulse rifle that the that the Tau have in Warhammer Forty Thousand. But I was oh, also thinking, there's fucking Soldier Seventy Six's gun. It's somewhere yeah. in that sphere, you know. Yeah, um, like a future gun of some kind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it probably has a stun setting, probably. Um, uh, and like from a distance, you can hear like the. <laughs> of like the cell being, you know, brought into place. Um, uh-huh. And until there's finally like, and now on the other side of the glass, there is a, there is a cell, not a very big one. It's got the normal accoutrements of a cell, a prison cell. And um, uh, sitting and uh, standing in it, well, probably sitting while it was in movement, but now standing up is a, uh, the man you saw in that picture, which is to say a big kind of uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, the live action TV show looking guy who has like um, a weird sort of he, he's got like he's got like a, an unmown he, he, he's he's got a head of like plant matter for hair as if like the top of his head is just like a lawn that's gotten out of control, you know, okay. um, I think he's I think he's maybe got some like. I think he's got some like weird little green stubble that's weird to look at. Oh, that's good. Um, but um, the main difference is that he's not dressed in like the tartan that you saw. He's in like you know an orange jumpsuit. Of course. Um, and I think he's. You think he has a muzzle on. Oh, beastman. I don't think he's got enough of a snout to necessarily justify it. Gotcha. Oh. They, they, they have to put him in the Hannibal Lecter mask, right? Yeah, I think if he had been, if they had been carting him out, they maybe would have done that. But I think he does have, um, he's got, um, I think he's got like big bulky, um, uh, 
It's not that he's cuffed in the traditional sense. And I forget if this is something that we somehow used before, but like he's, and I don't know if this is something you'd be able to tell this is what they do, but actually he's just wearing like big, like weird tech manacles right now. Like they don't seem to be restricting his movement, but like he's got, you know, the sort of weird little bracers on, you know, uh-huh. um, and they're not linked to each other or whatever, but they do have some like slowly blinking red lights on them or something. Okay. Yeah. And so he like gets up and sort of like pads over because I think he's like maybe got full on. Um, I think he's maybe got hooves actually. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he just sort of like clop, clop, clop overs to the glass. And he just kind of like, he just kind of stares down at you. Yeah, he, he would stare down when he, he's eight feet yeah. tall. So he's bigger yeah. than Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, stare at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think, uh, I think Pate sort of stands up and mm-hmm. like approaches and sort of, Kind of like there's a I think there's a shot in the comic that it kind of looks like when when boxers do the weigh in and they like have their yeah, stand yeah. out. It's like 100%. that, but there's like a big you know chunky piece of of plasteel glass or whatever in, in the in, in between them. Yeah. Um. And uh, she goes. Uh, um. Are are you uh, are you well, cousin? um and i think he sort of like he like slowly cracks like sort of a smile and this guy's got some messed up teeth like it's it's a little grinchy in there um (laughs) uh got a grinchy grin yeah um I mean, he hasn't been able to eat his milk bones in a while, so he's probably, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, I don't think you're allowed to say that about your cousin. <laughs> I forget, did we ever establish what the name of your island was? Um, yeah, it's Glad. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, he, like, smile. He, he, like, gives that sort of, like, sort of nasty, not necessarily happy smile. And I think he says something like, I suppose I ought to be. Ah, damn it! I I I haven't had to do this. Um, Welcome to my world. <laughs> you don't have to do it. It's cool. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to. The thing is, it's tricky because I if I go in the Scottish accent, I can't make him quite as gravelly as I want to. You know, I can't do um, two effects at once. Sure. Um, but I've got a bunch of gravelly guys, so I may as well go for it. Um, like, I suppose I ought to be. Seeing as I'm able to look upon one of the bonny lasses of Glad for the first time in two hundred years, you uh, McLeod. Aye, and she kind of like puffs out her chest a little bit, like she's proud of that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Your lot got chosen a lot more than mine for a good reason. <laughs> poofed out like mm-hmm. yeah I bet you I bet you so and he's like look he's like looking over her and he's like kind of notice though uh, you haven't got uh, me looks 
despite being chosen, uh, you not need him? There's, there's a reason for that. I, I uh, it's not, it's not, is what, what does the people say? It's none of your business. <laughs> he like he sort of like he lowers himself down in his haunches you know like he like he's like resting his like forearms on his like upper thighs you know like to like look at you and his like expression is actually kind of like light, lighting up a little bit um, there's like a sort of eagerness sort of building in him as he's like recognizing things and I think he just like um he just outright says, yeah, it is my business. Unless I'm mistaken, you and I should have the same employers, as it were. No, no, no. That I've spent too long in this blasted world. The same lords. Is that not true? It's complicated, which is uh, why I wanted to talk to you. Are you still employed? And she's at this point, she is now not so subtly kind of looking at the guard, like side-eyeing the guard, seeing what she can kind of get away with. Yeah. Tipping tipping them off. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He says, well, it's been hard to find good work behind bars like this, but they've got me number. And if they need me, they'll call it. I that's what I was worried about. Oh. You were thinking that you'd be my replacement? Well, that's that's sort of the the deal, isn't it? Hmm. And like he's like he sort of like leans in even closer and is like how about you? Um, I think I think Pate is uh, it's it's like weird. Like Pate has the answers that she's looking for now, and she, uh-huh. but like she has this opportunity to talk to somebody that like knows uh-huh. all yeah, of the exactly. stuff that she knows, mm-hmm. but she can't really say much. Yeah. Um, so I think she's, she, uh, she goes, uh, I, uh, I saw your spear is, uh, looked, looked a bit shite to me, but, uh, it's, you know, (laughs) if you need a weapon like that, then it's, it's all right. (laughs) Sort of like he huffs and he like stands up. And so he now is like like looking down at you um, again. And I think, let's see, I'm just going to L plus ratio plus your shaft is short. No. Um, Got a green head. God. Um, I think like, like he stands back up and I think the, the guard sort of like shifts a little bit. The guard has definitely been on edge. Cause like, what the fuck is going on here? This is like, you know, like you can bet like, because of the situation going on, like people are going to probably hear about 
the exchange that you've been having, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, he's just sort of like, he, he like looks at her and he says, um, to keep on, uh, to borrow some other turn of phrase from this, uh, from this land, you're not draft dodging, are you? <laughs> oh shit! Um, you you just tell your employers that uh, if if they uh, if they're looking for for uh, for a uh, was oh gosh hold on you just tell your employers that if they're they're looking for trouble I already found the loophole I'm out. Ah, and he like cracks this like big grin and he says, then I do have some work after all. And he headbutts the glass. Oh, um, shit. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, it immediately like there's like some like hairline fractures that start uh, that like come up and the guard like kicks in. He like starts trying to like push you out the door um, like at this point, like, you know, red lines, uh, not, not red lines, like red lights are flashing, klaxons are blaring. And he just sort of like, uh, grins and he like raises the manacles. He raises his hands that have like, you know, the things on them. I think what, I think when the lights go on, like they automatically clamp to each other, like magnetically, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looks at you and he says something like, uh, this place, they've got all kinds of tricksy wards and that sort of thing. Plenty of cold iron that can block the better, uh, the more glamorous gifts that I've been given. But there's one thing you and I both know. There's that barriers ain't nothing for those of us who've already passed the wall between worlds. And... Shit. Here's the thing. He does... I know exactly what he does, and I think it looks cool, but there's no avoiding that. It looks exactly like a goofy thing that happens in an anime. Um, <laughs> go for it. Just go for it. Go Lead into it. it. What happens is um, he he simply he like he steps forward until his like face is like pressing his face and his body are like pressing up against like this like <laughs> two inch thick glass. Like yeah, Ellie already knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just keeps walking until like the glass buckles and breaks in front. Hell yeah! Of him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck! Only I'm supposed to be allowed to do that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. It's as if you've encountered some kind of fucked up, empowered uh, alternate version of you. Um, and then uh, let's see. Uh, meanwhile, actually. Yeah, I think Pete I gets it, Pete's just in a fighting stance, ready to go, and that's, okay. that's like the shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like he's you know he's towering over her. And right. It's, like, it's almost it's almost a silhouette. Yeah. Because exactly. of the red lights and like you know like the emergency thing, and mm-hmm. she's just like like kind of hunched down, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, then uh, we cut back to. Uh, I think this is a good place to cut back to Juno. Um, so do you have a particular like counterpoint in mind for the offer she has made? Cause I think 
if it's good with you, we might actually be cutting forward like to a, like a like when negotiations have already been underway a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think things have already been kind of going, and I, you know, like terms are being set, and uh, I actually want to try and pierce the mask on on Miss Kumar. Sure. Um, yeah, go for it. Because she, Judo, finally just says like. Yeah, because there's been a lot of talk. It's been a lot of other people talking for her still. Yeah. Um, and she finally looks at, at Marion and says, so what exactly will be expected of me as Asterian's official superhero? Okay, then. Uh, and she ahead. wants specifically to know, like, I mean, I guess if I roll well. Yeah, roll with mundane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see what we get. Hold on. That's mm-hmm. mundane. My yeah. mundane is not good. Um, but that's okay. My mundane is a zero. Actually, better than I was expecting. Better than your superior. <laughs> yeah. If Juno Pereira confirmed for being an average amount of normal. Just a <laughs> normal girl. Hold on. My, uh, my keyboard loves to give me problems. She's not the normalist. She's not plus three, <laughs> but she's an average amount of normal. That's yeah. right. So it's just a flat 2d6. <sighs> oh, <Four>. no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there. That's is, fine. That, is that number five? No, that's only number three. I'm really fishing oh, yeah. for experience points, guys. I got a little bit. Well, I, well you have got them. Um, <laughs> well, uh, there's, uh, there's a really easy way to implement this. Um, she's sort of like... Um, <laughs> Well, she's is like, listen, it's not like we're expecting you to wear our logo on your costume or record ads for us or that sort of thing. Though, obviously, that's the sort of thing that would be open to you if you want to make a little extra cash. But um, it mostly just comes down to here's the thing. I know exact like the, the base of what she's like, like, obviously... The Asterian Corporation, we have had our share of supernatural security issues, and we also are very aware of larger scale threats that we could be able to uh, make you aware of. You're already the sort of person who wants to come to people in need. We can simply provide you a little bit of infrastructure. For example, when our sensors detect, say, a meteor incoming, we would have a hotline to you and you would be able to save the day. Um, and so first what she is, go- um, she is trying to shift your labels, um, which would be a uh, savior up and danger down. Damn. Okay. I believe you are able to resist that, but that would be risking another different consequence if you failed to yeah. resist that. Um, I want to try to resist it. Okay, Listen, then. we're already here, and I've already said I, I need experience points, so I'm going right, to right, give right. it a shot. <laughs> right? Yeah. When you reject someone's influence, roll. No modifiers. Oh, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just did a roll with no modifiers. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but that was a four. Uh, roll 2d6. Okay, so on a hit, um, you successfully hold yourself and tune them out, but on a 7 to 9, choose 
one. A clear condition. Oh, this is not bad. Clear condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove them wrong. Shift one label up and one label down, your choice, or cancel their influence and take plus one forward against them. I will say that while marking potential is good, immediately acting to prove them wrong when she's saying, hey, you like helping people in need. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, not, that's not ideal. No. Um, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not a hero yeah, here, after all. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. It would be a great opportunity for her in the middle of having this pitch explained to her to get a text message from Pippa that she's being arrested. Yeah. <laughs> It could easily be um, that uh, that you know she she's trying to reject them in a different way. Right. Like it's not it's not so much like oh I'm not I'm I'm not a hero. It's more like I don't really need your help to know when there's danger. Right. Yeah, and it like yeah, yeah, something like that. And then there is another thing that's going to happen as a result of you failing that initial roll. But uh, I just okay. wanted this to play out first. Um. As much well, actually, as... Yeah, the result of you failing was just the, the label shifting, but there sure, was another sure. thing I've got lined up. Um, as much as I would like that potential, I'm actually going to use this chance to clear angry. Okay. That sounds good. And then how are you going to prove them wrong? Actually, um, you know what? Here's here's uh, some additional context Um to uh, inform that. I think I do like the idea you just get a text from Pippa about, oh shit, this is going down. Uh-huh. But also, um, uh, um, you see um, at the same time, um, uh, Agent Sage, who had sort of been like lounging around during these negotiations, you know, suddenly sit up because like, their phone is buzzing and they look at it and, yeah. and like say, shit, there's a breakout. Oh, okay. Actually, um, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Uh-huh. The same thing happens because yeah. I realize clear condition and mark potential yeah, are yeah. the same thingy. So I still need to make, like, still prove them wrong. You still need to prove them wrong. Oh, yeah, it's exactly. like, it's like clear condition or mark potential. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I I heard you, but I only processed half of that sentence. You, you know how it is, brain problems. Yeah, yeah, I um, get you. Um, and so I think proving them wrong in this case is not necessarily like, no, I'm not a hero. Right, right. It's more... Yeah, I think it is like a, a, a more um, being unreliable kind of thing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. So I think maybe it is Pippa texting me. It, it, uh-huh. it, 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 can you imagine? Now, now, I don't think this is something Juno would say because it's very not in character for mm-hmm. her. But I can just imagine her going, oh, hold on. My girlfriend's texting me. Oh, my girlfriend's getting arrested. I'll be right back. <laughs> act, acting to prove him wrong. Like, like I think that like act, bailing on this would be a good, that, that would that's, work. But, that's yeah. exactly what it is, is I think in the middle of like all of this fraught discussion about like, mm-hmm. you know, Juno being a responsible adult and stuff like that. Yeah. She gets this text from, from Pippa and is just suddenly like in the middle of negotiating with, uh-huh. with Marion is just like, I'm sorry, but I actually have to go. And uh, <laughs> just like before anybody can stop her, has already like taken to the air and it's just like out the door. Right. Excellent. Okay. Nice. Um, 
then um let's see yeah i think i know the the exact order of operations that this is going then great um we're we're building towards an excellent end of the episode um so um uh so pippa um yeah you've got um you've got lishat in your ear um and Agent Tan is still just kind of like watching you. I think like I think maybe she's like like as you were like having this conversation, she sort of might like lean in and say like what? Like you're pretty quiet for once, thinking things over. Um just to double check. So the the like the outcome of the like trying to figure out uh where they were right is not that i figured out where they were it's just i figured out they're not anywhere nearby yeah like uh, if that uh, so long as that doesn't sound like i'm cheating you out of the role um like you've determined no. that like you you can at least say that they are like that 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 lachat is not um where you would have expected them to be which is like lining up with you like you can you can yeah i just just wasn't sure if it was one of those things like i just realized that they're not here or if i figured out they were uh specifically somewhere else and not here yeah i mean figuring out that they were somewhere else could work um but i just don't want to like like i said i kind of want to respect the fiction of the fact that you weren't able to just like lock on to them immediately before you know right Um, yeah that makes that makes sense to me uh I think Pippa would just say, uh, well, mostly I was just sort of, uh, no, she wouldn't say that. Um, she'd go, honestly, I was kind of expecting to, that you would haul me off and it just sort of feels awkward waiting around for uh, Titan Tron to show up. Uh, I hadn't, I, I, yeah, this might surprise you, but I don't exactly have a witty repartee ready for every single situation for several minutes at a time. <laughs> she gives like a little like little like smirk and is like, well, I'd really rather not take any chances. And listen, you and I both know that you're not the only loose cannon robot cat in the city right now. We're not exactly going to be. We're going to want the armored truck for this one, as it were. We've got every reason to believe that you're a target. Hmm. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, I think the last thing you had said to the chat was well, actually, I don't think you had said any like. Um, no, Lashat had just Lashat had just like taunted me about not being there. Mm-hmm. Well, Lashat had taunted you about like not being paid. Oh, I say. So, like, so yeah, I think you do hear uh, his voice in your ear, sort of like during the like this silence. Uh, is like, um, I know that uh, this must seem somewhat out of character for me. I rarely do anything without getting paid, but there's simple matters of self-preservation. When you... When you took out a deux and croche at the same time, <laughs> I had to assume that you were finally uh, cleaning shop, as it were. Uh, I don't necessarily know your motivations for this, and frankly, I'm much less concerned about it than the fact that 
I am most likely next. So uh, I will have to take steps, don't you think? It's only rational. Pretty good instinct on that, she says. It doesn't matter now, but I, when I thought the schedule was going to work out a little bit more how I had in mind, I was playing to see if there's a way I could get you wrapped up in that, too. <sighs> you flatter me. Well, you are, you know, very much like the old man. Ooh, yeah. I, I, I think that is going to be an instance uh, where, because I never do this. Yeah. I'm going to take this as uh, Pippa being confronted by their shame. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I, which is, oh, I can't actually do the, uh, the oh, that's or shift. So I do have to mark a condition. And I, I think yeah. the condition is going to be uh, insecure. Or I guess you tell me what the condition is. Uh, is guilty free? A uh, Guilty is free. Okay, then yeah, Mark guilty, and he like he follows up by saying like, "Oh, the the genius, of course, uh, but also the ego, the self righteousness, the pride. I myself, as you know, I'm a rather egotistical person. I do all of this ultimately just to line my pockets and." have an excuse to put my skills to use. Um, unlike you, however, um, my sense of pride is not fantastic, or else I would have dedicated myself to more noble or even perhaps more glamorous things. But of course, you and I are also both pragmatists. And when I saw that it was going to be a matter of you or me, I thought about it, and I realized that with all of your scheming, it would be very hard for me to tackle that directly without putting myself at significant risk. And so I've done something that um, I've never done before, and that's make a trade. Oh. And, um, and at this point, uh, the have you been like close to like a window up by the... At the cafe, that kind of seems like a... Uh, yeah, I think, I, I kind of imagine this being like, if not the corner booth, near the corner booth, right? Okay, so it's yeah. like one of those things where it's just like a big, like windows on both sides kind of deal. Exactly. Um, and at this point, uh, you and Agent Tan are um, suddenly um, like showered in broken glass as a woman uh, passes through the window at light speed. Ah! <sighs> And then, meanwhile, over in the industrial <laughs> district, um, <laughs> um, you uh, you've been sizing down um, Harold, and you've been trying to think about uh, how to uh, respond to what he said, right? Yeah, like yeah, Luke is like, oh my god, I'm literally trying to save your life, and you're making mm-hmm. it so not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like like I, I'm good to just like to spring the obvious like next yeah thing Luca just you. left like, didn't she <laughs> well like um or did we, did you we don't go back you don't know that yeah okay so like um did did my trackers not go off um oh shit we did establish some interference around here so right yeah the, like there there is the interference yeah and also you've been like you like I guess sort of my 
my question is before I do something else is, yeah. um, is like, um, like, how, like, how do you, like, do you address what Harold says or do you just like, like brush or do you just like brush it off and like move but, forward? Uh, like what with, he said is that I need to wise up and do things his way or the highway, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Not like lockstep with him, but like you needed to like show to him that your priority was like bringing Luca in or at yeah. the very least, like making sure she wasn't a threat anymore. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I, sorry. I had to think about it for a long time. I was actually looking at like run away from something difficult because it's difficult. Uh-huh. Like, no, Luca's just going to be like, no, you know what? I'm going to do this my way. And, and so in response to that, he like, in, in response to that, um, he like sort of sighs and in a flash is like sort of right next to you and is like, well, then if you're, um, well, then there's got to be someone around here who's interested in doing things the right way. Um, and I think before you can um, like respond to that, um, there is like, you hear like like a whip crack sound in the distance and how's so like you're both ve- you're very fast you know mm-hmm. um how's like i don't know if we've dealt much with like your senses and reaction time and stuff if like something big happens are you able to like sort of go slow mo mode to react to it um um oh, actually Oh, like light speed perception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually, I have thought that sometimes like Luke will just see like a hummingbird or something and like wind up like staring at it and then like have to shake his head and be like, how long was I standing here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's like, oh my God, That's cool. um, the way it flaps its wing is slightly different every single time. Yeah. Um. So like you... So I think what happens is like more of an auditory version of that. You hear the sound and you're like, what's that sound? And you kind of focus in your hearing, you know, mm-hmm. and you, and you hear like another sound, which is like sort of a, like a, like a whine and a crackle and is like, what's that noise? And then you realize, oh, it's a bullet heading for us. Um, oh, shit. And so, um, uh, roll. Go ahead and roll defend. Okay. Oh, well, with, with the which is uh, with actually now that I think, here, yeah. that's that's a bit prescriptive. If you knew that like a v- bullet was being shot, um, with like, like at like you and or Harold, would you try and like get? Would you try and save him? Basically. Yeah, I would still okay. like rather than just dive out of the way. I would just mm-hmm. get him out of the way too i'm not yeah we're not at that point yet yeah okay so yeah i'll go ahead and roll plus savior oh geez and i completely forgot that they were in cahoots they weren't up until now (laughs) i I literally had the thing where we cut back to the scene and i realized what was about to happen i'm Uh like man i would if pippa wasn't on the back foot (laughs) yeah oh Uh, Oh, hey yeah that's that's yeah 10 
That is yeah. a 10. Okay, so um, let's see. For NPC threats on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Uh, add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect or clear a condition. Oh, man. I want that influence. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so I think that what happens is like um, you just sort of like barrel forward at Harold, like knocking him off his feet. He maybe like drops his cane or something like that. And like. Oh, he's out here picking fights with a cane. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and um, like, and not the split second because you're moving like inside of seconds. Like you all, you practically, you don't get, you don't get grazed, but as the bullet passes by you, you feel this like really awful, like, um, like tingling sensation. Yep. Um, because it is like, you can feel like, Oh shit, there's, there's the, there's the prismite. Um, and like, oh it's maybe God. even got like a little bit of like a, like an electrical field around it or something like that. It's a super fucking tech bullet. When we see it in the panel. Oh yeah. Of course it's a comic book. We see this. We're not. Well, really- I was, was going to say, especially if this is a business killing, you see also like, you definitely see the field around it because you also see like the electromagnetic trail coming from behind the bullet because it got fired out of a rail gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh my god, yeah, I can't see- believe Lady Photon gave Machette the fucking prismium. Um, when, Shit. like, as we see the bullet, like, passing behind you, and you just feel it, but we see it, and it literally is, like, we can see that the prismium has been, like, shaped into a bullet, but it still has a slightly, like, fractual, like, look to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and is, like, tra- it's, like, trailing, like, zaps behind it, so yeah. Um, and so, and that is, like, immediately behind you. Like, that bullet was moving fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like sort of follow the trail up to like the roof of a building where we see uh nine lives mark seven, where for the first time we've seen the thing that I didn't, when we first introduced him, I didn't realize he could do, but Saren has told me about it now, which is the back of the bit of like the big cat body has like opened up and he's got like this. Um, and he's got like a humanoid body that's like risen up out of it and he's holding Ooh. the gun. Um, oh. Crazy. Hell yeah! Yeah, using is. the robot body like a like a quadrupod to stabilize uh-huh. the the rifle. Exactly, but he's still like sort of he's still like hooked up into it, you know. Right. And I yeah. have to assume that he's like this like fucking incredible like androgyne or whatever, like this like, <laughs> this, like weird inhuman like there's like a like a like a Warframe twink, you know? Yeah, I was going to say like I think the thing that's striking about it in the reveal is how is how much the current Pippa's updated body looks more like Mark 7. Great. Oh, okay. Okay. Like it's very very live like combat tactical shit. Yeah. Um and, great for combat. I love it. And I'm um, so glad I'm standing up. I've been pacing for the last <laughs> and, um, very stressful. And um and and as we see him, he's sort of like he doesn't need to do this, but he's doing the thing where he's like touching like two fingers to his ear as if he's using like an intercom thing. Um and he says, uh, but you are right about one thing, little sister. I have met a woman. And she is wonderful. So, 
Uh, shit has uh, hit the fan even harder than we previously thought possible. So join us next time on Big Gay Nerds. And um, if if you're even able to stay big gay and nerdy <laughs> in light of all this stress, I don't know how that would actually interfere with any of those things, but you know. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Connor, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joelle, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and access exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We are at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.